The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We are live here on Dick and Skippy in the Mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com worldwide, and of course, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And then, uh, yeah, we're hanging out. Feel free to join in. Uh, like I said, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, today, we uh, have a special guest, our engineer, Artur. Yay. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Arthur, yeah, more Arthur. on the Arthur side. I like to add a little uh, flavor to it, guys. Uh, so he, I bet he says Thailand too, and not so, Thailand. But he is our special guest. This is his last time going to be in the studio. He's going to school. What? Uh, they no. figured it all out. There is yeah. no more COVID. He told me. So uh, there you go. Uh, but let's go. Keep doing the intro real quick. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All your office cleaning needs in Montgomery County can be met with Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. One time to schedule cleaning. 832-689-7996 to call them for a scheduled cleaning or one time. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. C3 Creative Content Creations, videos, social media, writing. If it's tangible and creative, they do it. C3TheWoodlands.com for, for more information. Uh, yeah, and other things. Uh, we are still continuing the Terry Weaver uh, giveaway for his books. All you got to do is direct message us on social media or call in or email at dickandskippy at gmail.com or call text the line 936-228-9368 and please include your name and a way to contact you if the best way because if you just text us, we just get a phone number so we don't know who that is. So include your name and you'll be entered in the drawing at 10 a.m. on Friday. This Friday, we will draw a name for uh, two names for both books. They're signed. So uh, it's a local author. Check out the show. We, he was in last Friday-ish. No, he was last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if you missed the show, we want to know all about Terry Weaver. One's a nonfiction book, Ugh. and one's a fiction book. Yeah, and then uh, so the, you know, in my mind, there's a loser and a winner in our in this contest. Well, well, speaking of losers and winners, you only have to submit once. For those of you who are like spamming us with multiple. Uh, you know your name multiple times. It's not going to yeah, increase your odds of yeah. I found a, a, a really easy website that can randomly generate stuff for me. And I just enter some names, and then it tells me who wins. It's really easy. Well, I need to get make sure I get those books. So t- you got to tell me this website. I got to stuff the ballot. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. No, dang yeah. it. <laughs> I got to go not, the old fashioned way. That's not how it goes. Jeez. That's not how it goes. Okay. 
But we're here all the way till 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah, so it is uh, Monday. Monday. <laughs> yeah. It's the 10th. Uh, I mean, the weekend was good for me, guys. Talk uh, to me. Bowling was pretty cool. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people at the bowling alley when I was working there. I was very happy to see a lot of families being safe and having fun with their kids. Now, uh, are they being socially conscious or safety? Oh conscious? yeah. Well, the thing that the thing that is kind of you, you you run into people who are amped up all the way. To the point where it's like, they'll come up to you and be like, that person's not wearing a mask. And you're like, well, they don't have to wear a mask if they're at their table. Like, Got it. Because every, every place has different rules. But then you have people who are just really jovial and they're like, how are you doing? Like, I'm so glad to be here. Like, we're finally getting out of our house and I just want to bowl. And then, you know, that kind of stuff. And people bring their own stuff, like their own hand sanitizer and wipes and stuff. Mm-hmm. If they don't trust, you know, the establishment doing it. Um my dad was telling me that his barbershop opened and the guy put in like five to ten grand to for like he like when you walk into the door it has this uh does your temperature yeah oh sorry i'm kind of peeking there yeah Yeah. absolutely businesses are like really having to shell out uh to be retrofit um do you think do you think people and i was thinking about this especially at the bowling alley i was like do you think people are going to continue this kind of behavior or practice after the magical person comes out and says it's over to an extent and arthur chime in on this too i i feel that this isn't the new norm but this is laying the foundation for the new norm that now we live in a society where you can walk into a bank wearing a mask and no no one's gonna you know yeah cops aren't immediately gonna have you eating the eating the the floor or the Schism, just the the deep divide of maskers versus anti-maskers, if that's how you want to call it. I, I, I really I believe I after, don't think they exist. Well, I re- no, it's the the concept of them. I think will really start to go away come November the fifth. That I've I've actually I was at the bank the other day for my mom, standing in Bank of America, and they had it set up. They had the lady there. We were six feet apart. You know, it was very, very nicely done because you know Bank of America. Very idiotically, in my opinion, got rid of all their drive-throughs. Oh no! Before COVID, they, they, no, and then they had their outage last week. Yeah, it's, it was awful. Like I couldn't, you couldn't deposit anything for like four days. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go to ATM. Couldn't do your phone. Like I was like, what are you like? This is when bills are need to be paid, man. This is the beginning of the month. Yeah, this is the wrong time for infrastructure to break down. But I'm standing in line. We're all wearing our masks, doing our thing, and then. I heard behind me the door open and all the, the bank personnel are, oh, Mr. Johnson, hey, Mr. Johnson, how's it going? Obviously, a guy with a lot of money, a lot mm-hmm. of history with this bank. And he's standing behind me. I don't you know, turn around until the one of the, the personnel at the bank, female, walks up to him, Mr. Johnson, we're going to have to ask you to put on your mask. And I heard, why? <laughs> and that's when I turned around and looked. And it was your, your stereotypical rich bum you know the guy who's got a lot of money but dresses in a ratty t-shirt and flip-flops yeah and, yeah. and hasn't bathed in a couple of days and started giving and she's like now mr johnson because we don't want people to get your germs oh, well fine but this is stupid and she was really cool you know she's like i appreciate it walks away I, i'm facing back front again and then she comes back over mr johnson over your nose too come on Aww. and i would love that i after i was done conducting my business at the bank for my mother, I went to this lady and I said, thank you so much because it's got to be the most thankless God, thing you've got to do. you're so mm-hmm. picky, dude. No, this lady's getting verbally abused by this guy who basically is like, I'm just going to take my money elsewhere. And her thing well, was, do it, dude. I don't care. yeah, 
That was her attitude. It's like, this is a guy who's trying to throw... So, and it was a white guy for anyone wondering. I'm just going to let everyone know, Skippy's the type of person who will tell on you. He's the one that's the neighbor who well, goes, it's them, Johnson is them a made-up name to protect the innocent. It was, so, they call him another I'm telling name. You, I'm telling you, you're you're one of those dudes. Who, you're immediately pointing... You're projecting, if anything. If anything, you're not wearing the mask, <laughs> but you don't want to be like caught, called out. Yeah, so right. I'm calling you out right now. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what... That's, that's so, the deal right there. <clears throat> uh, Archer, what do you think? The, the, that I really believe stuff like that's going to go down once the immediacy of COVID may be going away. Because remember, there's always going to be COVID-20 <laughs> or H1N2 or there's going to be something else that we need to learn from our mistakes from this time, especially when it comes to you know, paying rent and teaching our kids. Oh, that we've got to learn from this. Oh, for sure. Like, this is one of those things that, like, one of those um, events in history that fundamentally change a lot of our day-to-day operations, you know, globally. Like, even, like, it's weird. Even on a psychological level, I don't know if y'all experience this, but when I'm watching, like, movies and stuff, and, oh, yeah. you know, m- movies, of course, are not being, are not accurate representations of today's world, but I still see a crowd there, and my first thought is, like, oh, I, social I've been work, watching like, uh, Impractical Jokers, and a lot of their skits... Mm-hmm. Have to do with touching other like strangers. Yeah, and you so, absolutely hit it. I thanks to Dick, I've been binging. The wife and I have been like super binging this show called Bosch. Yeah, we're like almost done with season two, but I was watching it last night, and that very thought hit me. It was that's, a, not, that's not super binging. Well, for like super binging, be like I haven't slept. <laughs> no, because yeah. remember, it has to be both of us. We can't get uh, ahead of each other. If it was that, me, you, I'd be over. You live that kind story. of life. I do. Yeah. But that very thought hit me. I was watching a scene. There was a crowd scene, and I thought, well, that was so much for those days. And then I realized, you know, they're going to come back, of course. Well, what's funny is there's going to be those individuals who keep hold of that authority. They love telling people what to do about keeping their mask on and stuff. Because, like, Sean, he loves that. He lives for that. I do. And, I do. You know, and Get off my lawn, you next damn Next Christmas, when it's not a, like it's not an enforced thing, people are going to still try to do it. I'm like, man, well, you live in the past, dude. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, <clears throat> when it comes to masks and all, you know, right now it's all done simply because we don't have a vaccine. If we had a vaccine and everybody had access to it and enough people were to become uh, va- vaccinated against it, then that nah, kind of like I don't know because some people don't get vaccinated, so it's like I think, yeah, if, I mean, I think if it's an at the out- same time, if, it's, if we're in outbreak mode, that's when people are like, oh, we got to wear a mask because this is this is going around. But the whole point is that if you have the max- vaccines, because like. The you know anti vaxxers are a well known group within the United States, but they're still just like a, a plus, very vocal plus minority. Plus, vaccines like you think about the flu shot, that's not a vaccine, is it? What no, because it's a mutating virus, and that's the thing. If so we're just screwed. COVID nineteen mutates in a virus, with the, the, yeah. If what happens? What happens if Corona becomes like? I'm talking about in our society, like a, a thing like the flu, where every year we're getting a new deal. Well, it, I mean, and, that's what it's projected to be. I'm right. not gonna live. I'm not gonna live under a mask for the rest of my life. Well, that's why like, um, we're waiting for the vaccine. I mean, a vaccine would definitely help. Obviously, uh, antibody tests would help. <clears throat> Unfortunately, viruses don't. When there's no one to attack, they tend not to die out. They just kind of wait around. Yeah. So basically, we need to reproduce as much as possible to build the super children that will be uh, able to fight the off. Yes, that's I agree. Exactly that's a great my way. Point. It's a great way to look forward. And this is the. The, the hard, cold truth, and this is where I get in trouble because people say, well, you just want old people to die, and, and I <laughs> truly don't. The virus has to run its course. People have to get over it. You don't get it twice, apparently. 
Well, that mm, no, no one been, really knows. But even if you do, your antibodies are built up from the last time to better fight it. I've heard That's, that, that like the antibodies usually last for a month or two, and then they're just like, you get sick again. I yeah, don't, you, I don't like there, that. there's been there's been cases of people who have gone sick multiple like multiple times. But that's where you also have to ask, my goodness, sorry, the, this is allergies, by the way. That's where you have to ask is yourself. It, where's your so, mask, dude? Yeah, so many, um, so many cases, you know, you have the, I know this is the exception to the rule, but a guy dies in a motorcycle I, accident, and it was listed as a COVID death. It's weird. I don't believe don't anything know. people tell me, to be honest. Look it I, up. Like, no one really knows. Look it I'm up. I'm not worried. I, like, I, I just don't. I think the probably just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it doesn't the COVID exist. Elves no, no, will no. Come that's down. what I'm saying. I think like 90 percent of where I approach this stuff is what I'm. I'm usually complicit when it comes to people telling me what to do. So it's like, yeah, I'll put a mask on. Like, yeah, I'll do that. But like, I it, when people start doing, you start reading the like Fox News and CNN about you know, oh, it it stays in the air for X amount of time. Like, I don't really know, and no one really knows. Well, they don't because that changes. Also, CDC has gone back and forth like four or five times now. If COVID how long it stays on hard surfaces, if yeah. it stays on hard surfaces. Well, and are you licking hard surfaces? Well, not anymore. Yeah, not but anymore. Here, like, but the thing is, they're finding all this out, like, right in the now. Because it's a yeah. new disease. It's, it hasn't been studied before. So yeah, of novel course, of course, means exactly that. Definition, or not definition, but, you know, facts about it will be changing as studying progresses. Well, I think we'll be all right. I really, here's wait, wait, the thing. Do you know any cannibals yet? Any who? Cannibals. He's always looking for the apocalypse. Yeah, we're doing lovely. fine, oh, guys. That's the that's how that's the way I measure it. Like, do you know any cannibals now? We're doing good. We're doing good. When you say no, do you mean like on a first name basis or just in passing hate? Yeah, yeah. that's because well, there's a difference. Well, like when we're watching movies like The Road and stuff, I'm sitting there going like, "That's when you know things are bad <laughs> when people are eating people." And uh, would you not agree? That's like the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I, I think when people start eating that's, other people, that's that's, that's McCarthy. That's, that's the benchmark. Yeah, I mean that's a good way to like, you know, like what was that? What's movie? that litmus test? What's that true story? Point? What's that? Yeah, what's that true story about the Donner the, Party, the soccer? Oh, yeah. soccer, oh the, uh, soccer no, the Brazilian, team? the Brazilian rugby team. Yeah, like I mean, uh, they not, each other. Is it Brazilian or no, Chilean? Uh, I think they're from Uruguay. Or yeah, the Uruguay team, but they crashed in. Yeah, it was in the Andes or something. Yeah, they crashed yeah. in the Andes. Yeah, that, that's what uh, I watched. A great. They're dead. Docudrama of that. And it was just fascinating when they came to that conclusion that to we're going to have to eat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, that's a wild way to go. Because you know there was at least one person going, I'm not doing that, I'm dying. True, but when it came to it, none of the survivors hadn't done it. Make sure I got the grammar of Do that. Do we right. know? Well, why would they tell you? Why would they tell you no, they ate somebody? No, that's what I'm saying. All Everyone who survived said, yeah, I had to eat somebody yeah, okay. to survive. Say, like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if that's like a badge of honor, but to them it was it's survival. I, they were very, and that's why the the docudrama was very interesting because th there was quandaries about it. But when it came to it, it's like, listen, it. if you don't, and they weren't like you know cooking legs and eating them like drumsticks. <clears throat> they were taking. Are you sure there wasn't any salt and pepper kind of stuff going on? Uh, they probably hit the little packets in the uh, airplane uh, galley. It's a new HEB flavor. But they would take, you know, Bone strips marrow. of... It was basically jerky mm. is, is what they were doing. They were yeah. creating jerky. And they said, listen, if you don't do this, you're going to die. And it's not like they were feasting. This was like little strips of, you know... Yeah. And oh, that's so... Well, that's that, so, well, well yeah. that gets to it. Are, would you be the guy that says, I just can't do this? Or can you morally justify... Or shall I say, not morally, ethically justify to yourself going, listen, I'll eat a pig. 
Well, you, you well, know, I mean, genetically, well, the difference between yeah, a chicken well, and a dog is not. Sean is like, how much do you really want to live? Yeah. That survival and instinct. Do you want to live in like gluttony? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll eat a pig all day. <laughs> and like, but I mean, when it comes to surviving, would I eat a human? I think I would. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like. Because I, I want to survive. I, I always yeah. feel like this. And I don't even care if they're dead or alive. I'll kill them. I'm like, you're my. You're my. And this I is guess, they were up there for a long time with. They'd already eaten all the airplane food. Yeah. I mean, there was. No, I'm pretty sure no that one guy was like, I've always wanted to be in this scenario. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the thing, though. It, it's all about. <laughs> yeah, get, I guess the, the, the true finally, index is. They'll it, never know what I really wanted. Blood. Yeah, exactly. It's not about whether or not you end up there. Because I feel like I'm talking for everybody. You know, if you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. That's exactly. But. I think the real index should be how quickly they arrive to there. Yeah. You and know, are they just like, did the plane just like touch down? They're like, oh, uh, you know, who, who, hey, who's it going to be? Well, Bob's I, not I, looking. I, I imagine after about 10 days being in the freezing cold, you're not thinking straight no matter what's being brought to you. You're mm-hmm. like, man, this sucks. And then, and then you start getting like real hunger, not just like, Oh, I missed Sunday or my you know Sunday afternoon brunch. I missed it. Mm-hmm. And well, now let me throw this X factor into this because because oh, this actually apparently truly happened. The, the it was a docudrama, meaning it was a dramatization, but it was based on all the testimonies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That after they crashed, they had so many survivors, and then there was an avalanche which killed more, Ooh. and some people got injured in that. And one of them was dying slowly. He uh, I think he had a head injury, and he knew it was dying. And he said, "When I die, I want you to eat me." You have to survive. And I think that was the turning point because there's a big argument going on with, that, yeah. with them. People and, have morals. See, obviously, they weren't assigned to read Hatchet by Gary Paulson in seventh grade. <laughs> and, you know, that's why they, they resorted to that. But, you know, here's the thing. And thank you for the literary <laughs> reference. But this wasn't this didn't turn into a Lord of the Flies event where everyone was going yeah. after each other. It's the it, no, it's with be- food in your stomach, you're able to m- maintain civilization when you're mm-hmm. not having to. You well, know, no, I think it was because it was so cold. Like, even if they wanted to do something, like it's too cold to do it. You got to warm up somehow. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, oh, I want to take over this camp. I don't want to do that. It's but you have cold. something like Lord of the Flies, where food is such a luxury item that you know you will kill yeah, someone to get it. Yeah, but it was on a beach. It was nice and warm. Like, if you're cold, you don't want to do anything. You're not motivated to be evil. I, but I really but feel that if you ha- the more food you wait. have in your stomach, the more you're willing to not try to kill someone else for. Their resources. No, yeah, so again, back to the start of the conversation. Do you know any cannibals yet? Uh, and I ask again, intimately or just as in a passing acquaintance? <gasps> yeah. I get it now. It's like Schroding, uh, Schrodinger's uh, cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> Schrodinger's cannibal. Yeah, no, because it's like you know. Am I going to eat or not until they come out <laughs> yeah. of the air, until I open up the airplane? Yeah, and yeah. haul out a corpse. Yeah, you leave somebody in a box with another dead person. <laughs> How long just, will it take? I mean, yeah. it's going to take some time unless they, you know, have some strong religious things going on. I don't know. Even that would. No, I bet you'll get, you'll find that one person who be like, I refuse to do this because I don't I don't believe it's right, and then they'll die. Be a great story. Oh, would you rather? You know, I guess someone would rather die with a clear conscience than survive wrestling. Yeah, but that but you get to apply what a clear conscience is like. Oh, it's got to be it's got to be personal. I know yeah. that my conscience is clear on many things that possibly would not track with Arthur and vice versa. Now, would I murder yeah. that person? Probably not. Probably not. That's good. But to know. would I eat that person? Probably. Yeah, betcha. And especially like, and that's what I always always love about certain scenarios where if it's already there, like, do you really not want to take it? 
Like say, so like say you are over here in this little camp cooking a body, right? Okay. And I'm, I'm by the starving. way, for the people just now tuning in, we are referencing the Urugu- Uruguayan yeah. rugby team. And I'm sitting over to the right, not knowing what you're doing. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? You're eating. Where'd you get this food? And I'm like, oh, it's John. And then I'm like, well, would you say that's disgusting? See you later, or would you be like, you know, it's already here, it's already cooked. Would you just go ahead and be like? And then after you take your bite, oh yeah, we murdered him. I'm like, oh man, I got it. Son of a gun. Well, that's uh, <laughs> we if, can move on. If though. you follow The Walking way. Dead, they actually had that thing. They go to this place called Terminus. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, here, yeah, have have a drumstick, <laughs> and you eat it. And it's like, oh wait, why are you wearing Bob's jacket? Oh, well, you're eating Bob. <laughs> and uh, that's then later on, some guy, you know, they escape and they grab this one guy and they just chop off his leg and they're cooking it. And so the guy's watching them eat his own leg. <laughs> Of course, he's laughing at them, going, "Well, that leg got bitten by a zombie, so you're about to die now." Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. So it comes uh, back to you know. Thanks for the spoiler. Uh, you know, I think <laughs> I would become a cannibal, but I would feel feel a little bad. What about a great it. Monday storyline! Yes, yeah. yummy topics here. So, uh, anything else going on over the weekend? Uh, except for binging Bosch, which I got to say, apparently it was the first Amazon Prime original show. And it's it's really acting is just superb. It's based on a series of books, the Bosch books, and the na- main characters Hieronymus Bosch, named after the artist. So I, I loved that little nod and a wink there. Great acting, uh, just across the board. Uh, keeps you guessing. It, it's like a procedural where each season you have an arc. First season's like a yeah. serial killer. Second mm-hmm. season is an unsolved murder. Uh, fl- it, it's this is what I really enjoy about it. So I love a story with a good anti-hero like the Shield. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever saw, I don't know. Is if he you ever, anti-hero? Well, well, he's not. That's what I'm saying. So an anti-hero. If you ever saw the Shield Archer, it, uh, it's uh, Archer. Lo- loosely based on. How you we're, we're getting it. The Rampart Division of LAPD, which was found out to be highly corrupt. So you're mm-hmm. watching this episode. You got this cop named Vic Mackey. Who's just this total, you know, shaved head, total, just bad dude, you know, beats up a suspect to get information out of him. This isn't that And at the bad. end, you, there's a new cop on his task force, mm-hmm. and they find out that the new cop is a, is a snitch. And so he puts a bullet in the cop's head. And this is the first episode. You go, oh, over the next five years, you end up rooting for this guy to not get caught by the good guys. He keeps mm-hmm. on doing all these bad things. They rob an Armenian. Oh, I thought they were talking train. about Bosch. And I was like, I did no, not no, no, remember no. that. So, yeah, but, I, th- I thought this was about the basketball player, Chris Bosch. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, they're all very similar. No. Yeah. yeah it's but so, but we've gone through that phase where that was kind of like the new hero was the anti-hero, yeah. the bad guy that you're cheering for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go through. That's why in the original Star Wars, Han shoots first, and then George Lucas says, "Oh no, no, no! That makes him a bad guy. I got to have Guido shoot first. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's where that we were like, "No, it's okay to have a bad guy become a good guy. Yeah, you, you know, redeem someone who's irredeemable." Bosch is the opposite. I was telling my wife we were watching. I said, "You know what? This is a uh, uh, a unit in the police department where everyone respects each other. He gets along with the captain." Or, you know, the lieutenant. They help each other. They support each other. It's not this whole every man for himself. He's an anti-hero bad guy. This guy's, like, totally a good guy. Now, he'll bend the rules, but he won't, you know, he'll find out that someone planted a gun on a suspect, and he'll go after the cops that did that kind of thing. I th- I find that refreshing. So I'm just, if you have Amazon Prime, watch Bosch. Uh, the main actor is Titus. I can't Weaver. remember his last name. Huh? Ties Weaver? Weaver, something oh, like can't. that. Uh, if you ever saw Lost, he was the the man in black in the, uh, the last few episodes of Lost. 
you know, the bad guy. Great actor, great acting. Um, yeah, two thumbs up. So thanks, Dick. I never would have started it Probably, had you not I said. thought you were going to say, I never knew you liked good t- TV. <laughs> well, all the evidence, I, not, I can't say that I because the evidence that. points to, you well, told me about uh, Bosch. Paul and I checked out uh, American Pickle. American Pickle. Yeah. What is American it's Pickle? Uh, it's the Seth Rogen um, newer movie. It's on HBO. Is Max. this like Sausage Party Part Two or no, something? No, an immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for a hundred years and wakes up in modern day Brooklyn. <laughs> so it's it's Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's Seth Rogen playing Seth Rogen. Uh, one is but a hundred year old Jewish. As was he's nineteenth century yes, Seth Rogen. Nineteenth century Jewish Seth Rogen immigrant. And then the other one is current day Brooklyn app maker Seth Rogen, and I was funny is like this movie had such a great premise, and there's so many funny little jokes about 1900s. Like the very beginning was really good, mm. but the whole movie itself was like I give it like a C minus. Like it was Aww. it was so I was like where's the where's the humor? What's going on? Got it. And it just disappeared. Okay. So I'm very sad about it because it had so many great opportunities, yeah. and especially about family. There's a little message about. You know, honor and family, and it's just kind of like that. And today's values is, is isn't really held as 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 high as it was in nineteen hundreds. And uh, there was a little. There's a few jokes about today's cancel culture slash. You know, the way we society. Yeah, and but it, again, overall, it sucked. So uh, you, you know, it, you know, Perry Mason had its fi- final last night. It's, it's finale. Is Della Street in this? And Perry Mason. Yeah, that was his secretary. Yeah, they had like there was a lot the of original. there was a lot of dialogue that you could tell that was based off of whatever this this uh, yeah, source uh, material. Yeah, Raymond was. Ch- uh, Raymond Chandler, I think, because yeah. they 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 skipped a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I guess I need to read a book or something to understand. Like, yeah, Della Street is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, was, she's in it. Okay, um, but yeah, uh, overall, the this is what I don't really get. It's like I know you're making a serial type show, but why have the last episode? Of a first season in like a like a, a final episode of like a ten season thing where it's like let's see how everyone's doing and like you know what I'm talking about they have these little mini chapters at the end. Well, it could be that this was just meant to be a, a one or two. No, season. The, well, the way they played it out is like they're le- they're setting the groundwork for the next season. Because in the old days, what networks would do in order to ensure a second season, they'd end the first season on a cliffhanger. You know, in Dallas started that and and others picked up it's like people demanding to know wait what happens next well yeah. uh, and but with the advent of the the, the 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 cable shows you know where it's like okay we're gonna pay for 10 episodes just right off the yeah end. well i have no idea what they're doing and that's what kind of confused me because they tied up pretty much every end and they tied it up to the point where it was like they go, hey, we have to write something. And so they just kind of wrote something. It made, mm. they didn't really make a lot of sense. Well, was, you can tell when someone's like, oh, we're not getting a third season or second season, yeah. so wrap it up now. Uh, uh, Pushing Daisies did that, yeah. if you remember that show. Well, I have no idea. I mean, the show was really well done until that episode, until like the last 30 minutes. Because I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is like the last episode. They're going to like, the court scene, you know, they're going to find who's guilty or not guilty. They're going to have this great ending. And all of a sudden, like the court ended in like 30 minutes. And then it just went into this kind of like epilogue. I'm like, what? It'll be in- what? interesting to see. And again, with like the the, the cable related shows, uh, Archer. I don't know if you were here when I talked about this Hulu show that just fascinated. Yeah, they had a second season. I'm looking at it right Devs. now. And it's very yeah. much of a mind screw of a show. <clears throat> and it ends in a way that a lot of questions are answered. 
but it takes it in a direction that, okay, you could stop right now and make your own conclusions. Or, or you can do a second season that goes off on this wild tangent. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably waiting to see. I, I don't know if there's going to be a second season. But it was just fascinating. And thank you, Howard, for the, sne- uh, the sneeze. These are allergies and not the Rona, I promise. But I, w- I will say that if you have an opportunity to watch Perry Mason, it's fun. It's definitely it's definitely filmed in the style of entertainment. So it's not trying to be preachy. It's not trying. It's like, But do they treat it like mystery. a modern-day film noir? You know, it was yeah. a hot day in the city. Well, I mean, in. yes and no, because they... They do use hey la- Joe. They do use language like that, but it's not over the head. Like, get it, you and get it. When's it set? It said I, th- I want to say between nineteen thirty and nineteen. Okay, so they're setting in the original yeah. Raymond Chandler motif. Cause okay, because it, it opens that he's a, pr- a PI, mm-hmm. and he works for his buddy, uh, who's paid played works for a lawyer that's played by John Lithgow. Lithgow. <laughs> Lithgow. Lithgow. And uh, so it's really, it's a cool thing to see. And then it slowly develops into he becomes a lawyer because of unfortunate circumstances. And then. Okay, you know what I'd like to see? You know how there have been so many 70s and 80s or 60s TV shows that were dramas when I was growing up Chips, Starsky and Hutch, yeah. 21 Jump Street. But then when they get remade, they become spoofs of themselves. You know, they, they, they become comedies. Uh, you know, usually, usually star- starring Ben Stiller or Jonas Hill. I would love to take one of those '70s cop shows or, or detective shows, like um, the Rockford Files with Jim Garner, which was kind of funny. Uh, it was light. He was a, a ex-con who'd been sent up the river for something he didn't do. He comes out and he becomes a private eye, and known for taking hard luck cases. I love for that to get remade, but as a serious drama, you do the opposite. Yeah. Well, I mean, because to me, uh, watching this show, you could tell that the source material—it's all about the like the the mystery, like who mm-hmm. killed this kid, and like what's the conspiracy around it. And I think uh, the disappointing thing about it is, I didn't feel fulfilled at the end. Mm, that, it, that's it, a that because that, to me that's a big well. That's what if kinda, I tune in next time, I gotta want, I gotta be inspired. To. Yeah, and it's like, and I understand that's the final episode, but it's like there's a way to make it exciting. In a way to where you understood the conclusion and to the point where it was like you felt like you were discovering it at the end. It wasn't like, because you went into the last episode kind of like, oh, we already kind of know. Well, let's go back to Bosch for a second because, you know, we watched the first season and this is when Amazon Prime was like brand spanking new for the video thing. So they probably didn't know if they were going to come back for a second season. So the first season ends, resolved, the serial killers, that story's resolved. Bosch is, you know, in trouble. So he's got to pack up his desk and possibly he's suspended possibly fired yeah but he walks out the door and he looks around and he smiles because he's like great i gotta go hang with my daughter now who's a teenager in in las vegas so i was very fulfilled it's like okay this the series could have ended right then and there but immediately you know like the next season started queuing up and the wife and i were talking like okay what do you think is going to happen? Is it going to haul him out of retirement? You know, we wanted to see what happened. And now we're blitzing through season two, and I'm sure it's the same thing. At the end of that, we'll be talking about how season three is going to pick up because things are happening. That that it's, it's all about the writing. With me, if there's lazy writing, you've lost me. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many modern shows... Is that why you like Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Here's the thing. He does like Big Bang Theory. I have Bang never there. seen it. Oh, yeah? I, I need to, but you can't. it's not streaming. And I have to watch yeah, the show. It's on from, HBO Max. I, I won't pay. I won't ever since HBO decided to tell me how I should watch Gone with the Wind. I will never spend a penny on HBO. 
Was it HBO? You always do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're so weird H- about that stuff. No, it's it's HBO doesn't have the right to tell me how put to put a movie in. They have the right to whatever they want. They, they own the private they own show. show. I'll just go buy the DVD. Just because have they told. Just because they told you, I have the DVD if you want it. Yeah, sure. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to watch it. I was great. kidding. No, I, I enjoyed it. Okay, I told you the joke. Well, the whole thing is a big cautionary tale of what not to do to yeah. succeed in life. No, yeah, my, but I'm well, 13. My, I was bored. <laughs> well, no, my favorite thing about that movie growing up was, like, it, it, I, I think I told this story before, where it was Breakfast at Tiffany's and Gone with the Wind. Girls wanted to be Scarlett O'Hara. Or I forget what the uh, Holly Go Lightly or well, whatever. Well, Breakfast Tiffany's was uh, they want to be Vivian Lee or Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, mm-hmm. and like, and I was like, do you know those characters are awful people? Again, well, it goes back to the antihero that I was just talking about. Vic Mackey in the Shield is a horrible, horrible person, but the writing was like, well, because you wanted me, to cheer for this. Well, to me, guy. Gone with the Wind was more about the period, not about the individual. So it's like kind of just because they painted little stories, like this is how it would happen during this time kind of thing mm-hmm. and how it affected everybody but like the breakfast at tiffany's i still don't get why that's a like a classic movie besides audrey hepburn is a classic actress. same same reason why you have you know julia roberts good. as mm-hmm. pretty woman that was viewed in the 80s as like this massive love story it's like she's a hooker yeah you know well, he still loved her there's nothing wrong with love <laughs> because but like, at, but, at the see, end of two days, she says, I want everything. I want marriage. But, and it's like, you're a hooker. In I, Breakfast at Tiffany's, there was no love. Like, you didn't know you didn't know if this woman was a sociopath. Like, mm-hmm. I was sitting there going, like, what is the appeal of this movie? Because the guy, the writer, was clearly kind of like the everyday Joe man. That movie would not have worked if it hadn't been Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, and I'm role. like, and this woman didn't even commit to anything. She's still going to, I mean, like. It, and that's what I was saying with, with Pretty Woman. <clears throat> if it had been Julia Roberts. Well, Julia Roberts at least committed to it. It wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm just going to continue hooking and being with this guy. Well, actually, the original script had that to where she's a, she's oh, a he, drug he, abuser. That's so, progr- he, that's so progressive. Yeah, they, they changed the ending. Like, the original ending of Pretty Woman sense, was she went back to hooking. Because it was Tiffany's ending, like, I was sitting there going, like, what What did I learn from this movie besides have a kooky third-story neighbor mm-hmm. who might be, ra- like, you know, kind of a little racist about... So we were talking about what was on HBO Max. How do we get here? I was talking about a... Well, because you said you don't like... Uh, Company, you don't like companies who control their own content yeah, but to tell we, you what we, to Because you said, what was I talking about just before that? Because you said it's on HBO Max. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, Bang. thank you. Come on, man. Yeah, right? Hard to keep up. I have to watch a show from episode one. I, I can't come in. Or, same thing with movie. If I'm late for the movie by 30 seconds, I'll wait for the next show. What about show. like Dirty but, Jobs? <laughs> I feel like there's not really a story arc to this show. No, the, well, even the like film? The Big Bang Theory. I mean, like it's, it's one of those, I forgot what I think it's like non-serialized, where it's just like. Oh, not- I'm sure I could pick it up from in the episode and get yeah. it, but it's a personal you, quirk of I, mine. Is I have to, I don't start reading any book starting on page five. What I love about I start that, on page. What one. I love about the Big Bang Theory is I watched a couple episodes and they even got the nerd stuff wrong, and I'm thinking to myself, if this show's basic core. Or these dudes are it's serious nerds. by nerds, for nerds. And I'm like, you can't even get this simple thing right where it comes down to, they're talking about uh, World of Warcraft. And they made a joke about it. I'm like, that's not what you do in World of Warcraft. Like, what? And I was like, that's not even what? And I think they're even using a controller. And I was like, I guess technically you could figure out how to use a controller, but I mean. You know, and, the, and that's where the suits pop in. I was watching, uh, there's a TV channel on my cable called The Laugh <laughs> Channel, and it's like they play old sitcoms. Yeah. I was watching an episode of Night Court, really good 80s show, but kind of outrageous about a uh, courtroom. 
And it was in the 80s where Star Trek Next Generation had just come out, so you got these two groups of people, old Trekkies and Next Generation Trekkies, fighting each other. And they're dressed in the wrong uniforms, and one of them's doing a Vulcan salute wrong and stuff. It's like, you're NBC. You should know these things. And, yeah, so when the yeah, – again, yeah. It's, it gets onto lazy writing. When the writing is lazy, when something that's supposed to be a social commentary becomes a political commentary, said that's lazy. If, if you – that's why the shield just fascinated me because the writing had to be so whip sharp for you to cheer a guy who brutally murders another cop for the next five years. And then you get in big hitter names like Glenn Close was in there for a season. And it was just amazing. Uh, same thing with Bosch. Again, it's the writing. It's nothing's lazy about that writing. When they throw in stuff that doesn't have to be there just to show a little bit of character. Um, like there, there's two other detectives in Bosch. Named, their nicknames are Crate and Barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, those are my favorite character. But it's like, you know, Detective Johnson and Detective Smith, but they're Crate and Barrel. But no one ever says why. It's just a thing. You, I want to know why they're called Crate and Barrel, and I know I'll never know the answer to that. But I, I watched each episode hoping. It's, it's wonderful writing. It's, for me, it's like, uh, like for, for me, what makes or breaks a show is sort of on that same writing front, but more specifically, the characters. Because mm-hmm. that, that's what makes it. Because for me, I feel like if I'm watching a, if I'm investing time in a show or whatnot, I have to, you know, like you have to like the people you're with. And in that case, that's the characters on the show. So for me, it's like um, shows like Riverdale. I just despise because the character. Like, oh, that, just, that was Dark Archie, isn't it? Yeah, basically. It, okay. Like, I, I just really hate it because it, it's so such like, how do you do fellow kids type writing where it, it just feels so forced and. And, well, and I, I see that all the time. Your generation, the, the, your generation's gonna be really hard for these big <laughs> companies to figure out what y'all want to watch. Well, that's why I keep on going back to it. They're like those big companies are out of it. Like I like me, you had mentioned this last others, time yeah. that the future is the the independent well, you have YouTube. Independent well, you have the well, not mm-hmm. even that. Like their generation's gonna discover previous generations' favorite stuff. So like. Say by the bell. I imagine there's gonna be. It's coming back. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I imagine actually, there's... my sister, who's even younger than me, was yeah. into it at one point. Yeah, so Zach like, Morris I, is I think, a tool. I think that's what they're. Uh, well, speaking of which, I uh, read that Zach Mor- the actor Zach Morris, so you, uh, Mark, Mark Paul Gosselar. Uh, Mark is doing a podcast. You ever seen those uh, funny YouTube videos about Zach Morris is a butthole? Yeah. Kind of thing? Well, the creator of that is doing a podcast with Mark, and they're watching each episode together. I'm so, so subscribing that's, to that's that. Be, that's a side note. But you know, I I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. Tell like the people who like CBS and those guys. I think what uh, what they're focusing on is the audience they have now, and trying to keep that. Mm-hmm. Because what's interesting, I, I Rob Lowe was on Joe Rogan. And he was talking about earlier in his career, he was on a TV show called, like, A New Kind of Family or something like that. This is back when Rob Lowe, the actor, was, like, entering in, entering acting. And he was like, yeah, what's amazing is at that time there's only, like, 70 shows on TV at the time. Oh, ma- yeah, maximum. And he's like, we were number 69, and we had 17 million people watching us. But we were number 69, so we got axed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in today's world, Big Bang Theory – was doing like 17 million 
or something like that. So it's like that's first. That's like number one mm-hmm. is now equivalent. Have, back then we had the three channels plus the little yeah. UHFs so, that went off at midnight. And so. his in his mind, he's like the audience. There's not that many people watching TV when it comes down to just too much to watch. Yeah, but hand in hand with that, agreeing with Arthur, I think the the only way the broadcast networks will be able to survive is for catering for the older well, crowd yeah, because. That's, that's why they have twelve my versions taste of, of CSI. Obviously, right, exactly. My taste have changed as I've gotten older. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my politics, well, whatever. But same thing with my viewing habits. You probably watch that Teen Princess stuff. The what? I don't know. I just made it up. Uh, I have no idea. What that. As I get older, I get my my taste becomes a little different. Ugh. I like watching the pageants. But stuff. I want kind of here's. The, I think when you get older, you want something serialized because it get, okay. I need to stay alive another week so I can watch the next <laughs> episode. I need to stay alive this season. Oh, I've always. The only thing uh, I that's amazing kind of, if that's like your thought process. Well, I you gotta have something. My only I don't want to say fear of dying. My own my only bummer a- aspect of the thought of my death is that there's always going to be something more that I would want to read or watch. There will always be one more season of, you know, The Walking Dead or another Star Wars movie yeah. or something that not Star Trek though. That's pretty much dead like five years ago, and they somehow. I don't know what that other stuff they made. Tarantino is still planning on making his. Did you read about what it is? Yeah, it's going to be the 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 Chicago That's episode. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, they really needed, it. and that was one of the worst episodes. No uh, one's going to know what that is. I love it. Oh, he'll yeah, be, like, he'll be able to do like, it. I'm just sitting here, like, who cares? I'm like, no one. Like, I love it. it. I, I know y'all could do be. it. I think Tarantino could. Um, but when you were talking about characters, you raised a very good point because I think frequently it's the actor who can elevate the character. You can have a oh, poorly written sure. character like. Captain Kirk, for instance. Bad writing in Star Trek. But not only was it the characters that raised it, but think about it, it was Shatner. Because they had a captain before. They had Jeffrey Hunter play Captain Pike. And he was just droll. You know, he was just like, oh, I don't want to be in Starfleet. I, I want to be on a farm. He's out. They bring in William Shatner, who, oh, my God, I'm William Shatner. And then they brought in ice-cool Leonard Nimoy to counterbalance him and then sarcastic DeForest Kelly the balance that they realized this and all three well, of what's them str- what's even stranger about that that phenomenon of a show is there's only like three seasons so 66 but, episodes i know friend. but like that to me when you equivalent like when you are when you say hey this is a great show because it's been on for so long like friends was like 10 seasons crazy yep. amounts of shows but then but it was the fan base and that's the thing oh yeah well, well i mean star trek was canceled after the second today, season like, the fans brought it back what's like what is today's what's in your opinion uh arty uh when it's mm-hmm. um, that's how i'm gonna pronounce it yeah uh arty uh what, what would you say you're like your age like your age right now because you are what you're going to be 18 19 i just turned 18 so you're, right, you're 18 yeah. 19 happy birthday what, or what happy birthday what show <laughs> what tv you. show it has to be a tv show it could be on netflix and stuff like that but it has to it can't be like a youtube thing uh what tv show is the most popular with your age group not not you necessarily yeah. but just um i'd say like the the most recent most popular show for my age group would probably be outer banks Oh, the surfing show. Sort of. I, actually, I haven't I've seen, seen it. But, well, like, I, I saw it on Netflix. I, okay, see, see, I yeah. have no idea what that but is. Here, here's, like, and I just wanted to, like, from earlier, like, uh, I just wanted to say something that I hope will really clear up a lot for how my generation thinks. Uh-oh, and it's that go. they're all drug users. <laughs> yes, no, but, but um, when you when you brought up William Shatner, mm-hmm. my first thought wasn't, oh, the dude from Star Trek, because I didn't know he was in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I just thought. Boston oh, Public. No, the, oh, the dude with the really bad spoken word album. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all. Really bad? Re- go to your room, Parker. <laughs> no one 
wailed on Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds like the Shatner. That is all, like, but that's all I know him as. Because, like, I feel like the thing about the internet... But in the the 80s, he was TJ Hooker. He was a cop, you you know. But he's always Shatner playing that role, and that's his particular brand of acting. But please go ahead. No, but, like, 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 another another thing that um, happens on, like, with these big, like, you know, CBNs, well, you know, whatever. The, 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 yes, the big uh, broadcasting central broadcasting piece. service. Yes, the, those fellows. Is that it, it's uh, in a way it's just taken too seriously. You know, like the the internet. I feel like inherently just finds the the fun and not taking it anything seriousness of it. And so I feel like that's why a lot of those like like those cop shows and those like really dirty gritty kind of like drama things are just kind of going out of out of style in a way. I'm not saying that we don't like like anything dramatic. No, they are. It's it's like we don't have vampire movies anymore. They have their run. We don't yeah. have dystopian teen future movies anymore. Well, I also their think run. that when you're making uh, age specific shows like the the gritty cop stuff, I think that's more for older people because they're at that point in their life like yeah, they want it. They that's it. our role playing. I want to see a cop who you know does. It. I want to be that guy. You know, it, it, it really is. Rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and who gets and people in school don't have time to talk? You see the most recent Big Bang Theory is so good. Well, that's why yeah, no, I, we juvenile entertainment, and I say this in the best possible way, so good. was kind of surface level. You know, Sean gets on the in, like the internet and goes, "You see that pageant show? Oh, look at that it's, pageant! It's, what? Yeah, the teen pageant shows. I, I know want... you're into that stuff. No, dude, that's icky." I know it's you're icky. into it. What's your handle I'm fi- online? I'm fifty-five. Ter- 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 uh, was it a little? Pink shoes, ninety nine. Oh Lord! Oh great! Oh Lord! But no, I don't. I don't really know. Especially when I was your age, I didn't really. I remember watching uh, strange movies. That's what I was into. Mm-hmm. Like just going online, finding people talking about weird stuff, and I'm like, oh cool, I'll check out that movie. Yeah, like indie stuff. Yeah, and all that. Yeah. Watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. I'm telling well, you. Well, I man. wouldn't even say indie stuff. Or it's just like you know, classic films that no one really knows, or like that mm-hmm. was what I was into, and then. I never. I didn't really watch TV. I just watched. I love watching films that are stuff. indicative of the time that they were made. Yeah, black like, exploitation, dispo, dystopian future, like nuclear like, war. When you said like earlier, when you're talking about, uh, um, I forgot it was, it was some show, but you said like I just didn't get the appeal of it, and that's, and that, that kind of ties in with, with, with what you just said about time specific uh, media because that's exactly how I felt about the Breakfast Club. I watched the it. movie. Yeah, right. outside of the mid '80s, you won't get it. It's you're not the audience. It wasn't that like I mean, and it's not I a underst- character flaw. I, I understood the the um the what they're trying angst. to go for. Yeah, it's yeah. like well, it was a Greek comedy. Was what it was. You have five members of an they're all archetypes: the jock, the whatever, yeah. in a single setting in a single day. That's Greek comedy right there. Mm-hmm. That's going back to the yeah, but. It's not for the particulars. At all, it was a modern day Medea or something. Yeah, like it's like even when I was watching it, because like I'm not saying that I, I can't watch any movie from the '80s and just you know be turned off from it because I don't understand it. Like for example, like for me the two, like to me, um, Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off are mm-hmm. very similar, right? But for some reason I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off because 
you know, there's just more of a story and uh, yeah, just more, more well, stuff compelling going on. characters. You yeah. have your yeah. bad boy. Well, you I mean, have... like, well, the problem with Breakfast Club is the very end when they're all walking out. <laughs> I had no belief that they're ever going to talk to one another again. Yeah, and and, and I was like, okay, and that's what we got the, that that particular experience, which is why going back to why I we have these dramas from the '70s, <laughs> like Twenty One Jump Street. Which is really hardcore. I remember the AIDS episode of that one, which was just really in your face. Yeah, you, you could have drunk the milk. <laughs> you know, if you're my age and someone says you could have drunk the milk, you get it. It was that very special episode. Did of, you do you realize he was gay at the end of that? Yeah, well, he, he admits that he lied to his family that he was gay. Yeah, as a kid with AIDS, but this before we even knew there was HIV mm-hmm. and stuff. And Johnny Depp I, has I, to I go in a cover to protect him at the end. Because that's when, he, like, the very very end, they kind of alluded. He alluded that he didn't get it from a needle. Well, no, 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 he tells Johnny Depp about halfway through. Well, I'm sure those kind of like networks, especially in that time, try to like hide it as much as they could. Well, the, to, to not turn off their audience. Well, well the, like a Xena. Well, that's why they have the very special Xena episode. Warrior Princess. Or Xena, where, man, these two ladies, you know, shared the love that dare not speak its name. It's pretty funny because how obvious they made it, but then mm-hmm. how they tried not to make it obvious. Yeah, it's like it was kind of nod and wink, but with the really the only, serious. The only at least Xena was fun. The only time they kissed. Was they had a body swap episode where <laughs> luckily one of them swapped into a man's body. Oh, and so God. when they kissed, you knew. Mm. And I'm like, this is great. But television. also going back to Star Trek, remember the TV's first interracial kiss came from a Star this Trek episode, a white man kissing a black woman. But <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. But those series dramas like Twenty One Jump Street that were, vi- I mean, we took them to heart. We tune in to get the lesson of the week. Now they're. <laughs> They're comedies. They're spoofs of themselves. I know. That's why it's so because funny. Because it was very serious just back then, but this new group, well, so he's got AIDS. Whoopie-doop. You know, well, no, it's I'm, not a death sentence. So I'm, not even, I'm not even laughing. I'm not laughing at it from that. I'm just, for me, it's more of the fact that, you know, for your age group, it was a really serious, like, like show that talked about real life stuff. And for my age group, all like like my name is Jeff. Like that that's all that means to me, <laughs> you know, because it's just that one stupid. Well, that line. movie's pretty good. Though. Yeah, the the, the, movie the new movies because right. that's that's all I've seen of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, it's just that stupid. My name is Jeff line. But you but so that, you got you me. got chips. You got Starsky and Hutch. You got I mean all these '70s shows which are just so serious and and had a lot of good social commentary. You know, Chips had Eric Estrada, a, a Latino leading man. In fact, he was like the leading man. That just didn't happen in the 70s. It was groundbreaking. And we tune in to see Ponch, Poncharella. It was, you know, it was the guy, you know, beat up the bad guys and stuff and the, the motorcycles. And now it's a ha-ha-ha with Ben Stiller or, or, or Dax Shepard or whatever. But here's the thing. That's been you're, so not, you're not looking in the right places. Because if you're still looking for that kind of like, like – because what you're describing is – what would have been like the newest on the forefront yeah. of That's of the what time. I'm saying. But yeah. to, to go retro on, hey, we're going to remake this. I think the only successful re-imaging of something, besides just completely rebranding it like the Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. was Battlestar Galactica. They took a cheesy 70s well, you show. you don't watch enough TV, dude. It's a, no, that's a strong statement. You got to no, watch it. No, I will, gar- I will, I will mean, stand by you know, this one. Actually, like, or... I, I'm going to let you finish that. Minute. I was going to oh. say, the original Battlestar Galactica in the 1970s was... Cheesy, it had a good mm-hmm. premise, but it was cheesy, bad special effects and stuff. It got canceled out, and then they came out with Galactic 1980, which is just, you got to forget it ever happened. And then when, when Ron Moore re-imaged it, he's like, this is not just a re, you know, reboot. We're reimagining the whole thing. We're bringing in 9-11 angst and, and who your enemy is angst, and no one is a good guy, bad guy angst. Because mm-hmm. in the original Battlestar Galactica, there was literally, they found out they are fighting on the side of 
you know, the light. You know, they have white uniforms against the black uniform bag. It was so obvious. Mm-hmm. That was the only, I think, completely successful where it overshadowed the original with how it, it was. was all right. Oh, man. It was too long for me. Like it dragged out. I'm like, come on, guys. We know you're get, you want to get money. We yeah, know, if you can't you get it, get if you can't get it in 22 minutes plus commercials, yeah. Dick's not interested. We get it. You want to be the next Star Wars, mm-hmm. but like, uh, no, I meant more like the, that show could have been two seasons. Mm. It didn't need to no. be. I wanted to to get into like just kind of a little challenge for yourself. Okay. To or more for a. I'm not watching more, more for the old guy. I'm not, yeah. I'm not watching anything illegal, man. No, no, it's I am okay. Well, I mean, if you I consider that. pirating, the, the no, it's not even pirating, but just like go on YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, just you know, like I don't know, like but, it, like genuinely like explore it. Yeah, does you know? does YouTube even have? I, I mean, I bet I bet. Uh, well, what I'm trying to say is, does YouTube even have television style stuff? So they're actually yeah, they're original like, programming. Or like, say there you is and me want to recreate like a style of the Breakfast Club because is that, that mean, the red I keep seeing? Okay, so basically for the longest time you could pay the the service. I think it was YouTube Red or YouTube, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and that would include the the um, the YouTube back <coughs> and paid for shows because they actually because what happened is once YouTube became big enough, they started paying their own creators to create content. Well, they call it and premium now. That it's not yeah, yeah. red anymore. Okay, premium. Yeah, okay, thank you. you. And actually, in that change... I'm just looking it up. It went from YouTube red to YouTube premium because um, now that content that you used to pay for, have to pay for, it, is no longer behind that paywall. Okay. So that now the only like the, the main benefits that come with the, uh, the new YouTube is that you can download videos and yeah. you don't well, have Well, the smart services that. like... Netflix, you know, hey, we're going to do a Sandra Bullock movie, and boom, it suddenly breaks a record. And we're well, I just don't, Amazon like, Prime I like original okay. programming. But, and that's the thing, though, because they don't, they're not to the Netflix level. Like, they're, they're not shattering records. That's why, like, I personally mm-hmm. have, I get that, have maybe seen one, and that's even straight, like, I'm just saying that because I feel like I probably did at one point, but. Got it. Oh, yeah, I did, because it was, um, I, I mean, it wasn't even on YouTube, but actually, it went from YouTube to Netflix because of how big it got. But, um. Interesting. Uh, Kung Fury, that's what it was called. It, it was by the, the dudes who made... Uh, I heard of it, but... Yeah, it's by the dudes uh, in Rooster Teeth who are based in Austin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Special effects company. Yeah. Or, but, um, but yeah, I, I say that more because like, YouTube, along with any other like social-type app, it, it's... Um, another thing that, that happens for us is that now the streaming services that people my age go to, it's all about being catered to us. You know what I'm interested in will start being recommended. Like I start mm-hmm. getting into like, you know, I start getting into fishing. So you're being controlled. I mean, you're being controlled by Google. Yeah, and, and I mean, we lost Artie. We <laughs> lost it. him. If I may, mm-hmm. I like the new model, especially with Hulu. Like I'll go back to Debs because that was definitely a young show. You know, you had your young protagonist. You mean it made you feel young? <laughs> no, no, I was on the outside looking like in. Like, you're the only person I know that's ever watched it. So. No, it, but it spoke to me. Because, <laughs> well, it's up for some Emmys here. But, you know, it was multiracial uh, pr- leading characters. You know, she's part Asian, part that's something. That's how old he is. He's not used to seeing that. <laughs> well, well, no, it, seriously, that really was the can, case. Can Remember until very recently, very recently, TV commercials, you couldn't have interracial couples living together. I know, I told and you. And if you ever had a, a commercial that showed people doing stuff implying I, that I, they'd I, been there the night before, like brushing their teeth, I told you they had the, to be wearing uh, wedding rings. I told you the show Years and Years is like the greatest, what do you, not social justice show, but it's like, 
everyone's included show. Well, I told you about that. That's nine one one Lone Star. Right well, now, no, they like, check off every This box. family has probably had almost every dynamic socially thrown at them. Mm-hmm. It is too, and I told Holly, I, was like, I can't watch this. It's too unbelievable. Because it's like you have you have a gay couple, but then you have an interracial couple, but then you have a disabled per- couple. Mm-hmm. And it's like all in the single family. Not like one cousins. Lone Star's the same way. Not, they not, just, I mean, it's like. Check it out. But, it's but, really weird. But here, okay, so. Really weird when they, the but way when they, they, they write it. But when they rub your nose in it, it's again, that's lazy writing. That's why I loved Modern Family, because it's like this couple, you know, this one happens to be gay, married. This one happens to be this. Lo- 911 Lone Star really rubs your nose in it. it they check off every box. But, oh. for instance, uh, my theater, we directed uh, a fairy tale. Well, it shows make you feel young, dude. Well, Tell me about it. It's, this is hand in hand with the devs thing. Does we the, cast uh, a pageant, deaf woman the, as Cinderella. Does the pageant show no, make you feel no, young? Then get off the pageant shows, you perv. <laughs> We cast a deaf woman as Cinderella, and then we'd have someone in the tech booth. You know, she'd be signing, and someone would be doing their lines. No kid questioned it. We didn't make a big deal of it. It's just it was the norm to have a deaf Cinderella. You should have done Little Mermaid. You know how expensive that is? Well, she can't talk, right? And that the whole kind of... You know how expensive to put on the Disney's Little well, Mermaid? Yeah, it nearly What's bankrupt Cinder- my school's yeah. theater well, department. What's the Cinderella, then? It was very tough, because Cinderella's open. Um, oh, you mean that was, that was made before Disney? No. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, with Debs, is that because they wear pageant dresses? Is the reason you like that show? I, I'm I'm talking to Harley about your sudden interest in pageants. <laughs> I know I'm trying to expose you, dude. I know the also true. Yeah, <laughs> but with Debs, so the show was not written for me mm-hmm. at all. I'm outside the audience, but by golly, it did not speak. It, it spoke up. It, it assumed its audience could keep up with, with it. It never sp- spoke down. So you had relationship dynamics that are outside of my age group mm-hmm. um the the whole job is in a a tech billionaire and they're jacking with ai and quantum physics and so there there's so the, the the plot and then they even had a character that's supposed to be a young boy genius but it's played by a, a girl you know a female young woman played the part of the young boy and it did. It wasn't, but it wasn't a plot point. It's like, hey, look at this. It just. It mm-hmm. takes you like four episodes to realize. Wait, hold on. That's that. That actor's name is Sally. Something. Mm-hmm. And that fascinated me. That that model spoke to me as long as it was smart writing mm-hmm. and didn't rub my nose in it. Um, because that's just lazy. Yeah. I I can I can get you know the Star Trek episode where someone's black on the white side and white on the other. I get the subtext. I don't have to say, this is racism. You get it. Um, so that's why I love devs so so much. Another show that's like, like you asked earlier, what's like a uh, show that my age group is really into. Mm-hmm. Another one that I just remembered that is probably the, like I, I myself haven't seen it, but from what I've heard from friends, it's probably the best representation of like my age group would be uh, Euphoria on Hulu. Hmm. I think it was it was created by Zendaya, and it's like because from the things that I've heard about it, just like the kind of like the things that they hit. It was an HBO really, show. Yeah, it's HBO. Oh, did I say Hulu? Yeah, you did. Oh my goodness. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, not the, not that H one. It's the it's HBO. On, uh, yeah, HBO Max. Um, yeah, it definitely looked like a drug trippy kind of show. I was like, definitely young kids. Told yeah. you that all they do is drugs. 
I mean, we're but because so, what we had was Beverly Hills 90210, Freaks and Geeks. Do you think that's gonna oh, be a new thing? Freaks and Geeks. Do I you love think that that's show. gonna be a new thing with the school uh, going online? Is like kids are just gonna start taking drugs and like I want to try to go to class high online. Yeah, because they want to do drugs in their house when their parents come home. That no, day. he's gonna be somewhere. He might not be at home. You never know. And you mean college kids? Yeah. College kids doing drugs? Oh, my gosh. What? In class. I'm shocked. Shocked so to they're discover there's that. gambling going on in this establishment. You know, it's, uh, well, you know speaking of this, because we got to switch topics No, they're too busy here. watching pageants. We got to switch topics here. Uh, one thing I was reading, that there's teachers concerned with children being in a household and not being alone while they're in class. And there's two spectrums, two ends to that. It's like one is they, the kids might not participate because someone's in the room. But another one is uh, teachers are afraid that parents are going to hear what they're teaching them mm-hmm. and they'll be critical or like mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So I, I was thinking to myself, okay, if I had a kid, if I they were in class, would I eavesdrop? And I would, I would be, yeah, yeah, I totally would. If I was bored and I'm like, I wonder what they're teaching my kid right now. Well, it's always a fine line between wanting to keep up with your kids and... Going over, you, hovering. You or, know those or extreme people are always driving. like, they're trying to teach my kids about liberalism. All right, little Johnny, what propaganda are they teaching yeah. you today? They're teaching my kid. But they're well, saying, the thing, they're a doing good the, parent would check the homework the, anyways. So you, you, yeah. you find out from the homework. Well, that was my joke to you on Friday with our teacher. I was like, I wasn't I, laughing. I was saying that when I when my my children go to school, I'm going to go to school too because I want to relearn everything. Well, you I really like everything. hanging around the little kids, don't you? Yeah. There are future. I'm some pageant back here. I gotta protect them from available in Montgomery County. I'm ref- I gotta protect them from you. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh no! So much for dish. running for dog catcher. So many is going on. Yeah. Here. yeah. Do, uh, do we need to take a break? Yeah, we need to take a top of the hour break. Okay, let's take a top of the hour. It's ten. Oh my gosh! It's ten eleven on the dot. Hey, please keep tuned in. Uh, join the conversation with us. You're quiet yeah. today on Dick the and comments. Skippy at gmail.com. Uh, our last chance to harass Archer, so you know, yeah. ask him some questions. Ask him about his future. Yeah, how many drugs is he going to take? All right. of individually them individually, or <laughs> he can't wait to. Eat. I want to know what hijinks you can create with this Archer whole, is high on life. We, we probably okay. need to go exactly. to a break. Let's go to a break. Play yeah. the music. Cue us out. But yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about what hijinks you can get on through Zoom. Imagine like the oh. pranks you could pull, dude. I'll, I'll tell you about so, the Zoom mom that I encountered. You encountered? Oh. All right. With your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast paced, hard hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website www.conroerollerderby.com. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 
4-H and Youth, and Family and Consumer Sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Following is a live broadcast of the Lone Star Community Radio Program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. The following is a live broadcast of the Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. 
Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Born to be kings, we're the princes of the universe. Welcome back. Hi, oh, hi, hello. Hi. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings here. Archer playing with the buttons. Um, last time with him, we're going to miss him. He's off to uh, higher education so he can get indoctrinated in the far-left communist pinko Pinko? What's pinko mean? It's, it's a slur for communist. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. See, when you when, when you tear down statues, you forget what a pinko is, and, and you know. So we need. Statue? So yeah. Do we need a statue that has that says pinko? In yes, it? absolutely. We need pinko statues. But no, uh, I will be missed. I I, I very much enjoy uh, Arthur uh, uh, discussing with him. He's got some great. Uh, topics and pers- or, uh, his own perspective on some things from that younger generation and very well articulated. He represents the entire he, he, young generation. He represents, I think, the better right. parts of what I would view as the younger generation. He, you oh, know, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm totally jacking with him because I don't think he's, he can be indoctrinated into anything. This this young man can think well, for he, himself. Well, he's 18 now, he's, he's, and he can vote. Have you registered yet? Have you taken care of that? Yeah, I've sent the... the Good job, dude. Thinking all that stuff. Skippy. Skippy like for it. president, twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? I, how could I do what? any worse than hey, anyone else? Just asking because uh, I, I really don't pay too much attention. Have they confirmed they're going to do debates? Are they still? Because last thing I heard was they were arguing about COVID and like safety precautions and stuff. No, Biden did go on the air saying there would be a debate, but now I, I strongly believe what's going to happen. We don't have a date though. It's no. not like oh you know, yeah, no, there are projected dates, but the first debate is after the Democratic convention where Biden will be made the nominee and so that that the actual uh the gop side the rnc is trying to push for a debate before Why? the convention is that normal yeah you can have debates you can we could have debates already in fact usually there are we're, well, we're only 80 something it, days out is it normal to have a debate before the national convention sure really that's how you call out remember debates with 17 republicans no, on no, stage no, well, we're not there yet like we're already past that. Like yeah, it, but you can. There was debates, and that helps you determine if you want this person to be the nominee. Oh, I'm talking about between Trump and Biden. Is that like a normal thing? They always because it seems to me like so Biden's not really the official person. Yet. No. See, why do I feel like they already tell me he is? He's the presumptive the, nominee. Yeah, because there's no other like. It couldn't be anybody. And that's why. Here's I, I've t- I've said this many times. Hillary Clinton is waiting for something for either the first debate <coughs> or the. Or the uh, convention for her to say, fine, I'll do it. That's why she well, keeps, you know, she's talking more and more. You know you can find out. She she doesn't sound like she keeps her tech very secured. <laughs> so you could probably just fish her out. You know, oh, she I still feels update, she'll Update. Win. Okay, you remember? Do, 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 you remember? You guys remember when Twitter got hacked like three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Yep. Oh, that's so last week. So, yeah. so they did a follow-up. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal talking about how he did it. And you know yeah, how, he, he bribed a low-level technician. No, no he, he didn't bribe. No, them. he didn't bribe anybody. He tricked them. He called, claiming he was one, and they gave him the information. <laughs> they just fished it from a side. Actually, I knew. And then he, yeah, then he fished other 
passwords and stuff through emails. Like he created like a fake website, kind of like the standard yeah. fish. Like you create mm-hmm. like a fake login, mm-hmm. and that's how he got several deals. But he he got the admin access between because he called into Twitter, knew the right things to say. Seventeen years old. Yeah. And if he goes, he said the right things. Like, oh, here's the info, password, here's login. Uh, so, yeah, Hillary Clinton, she can probably be hacked really quickly. I, she doesn't seem like she's on top of things. Uh, similar to, like, anyone over the age of, like, you know, 34. Because uh, I'm 34. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Would cutoff. you trust me with your your high-level encryptions? Anybody over not. the age of how old are you? 55. <laughs> Anybody over 55. I can't jive 55. Those hey, people. Angie, good to see you online. Well, no, it's it's funny to see that, like, a 17-year-old figure that out just by doing, like, that to me oh, is yeah. old, old school, old school stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, that's not, oh, I'm Mr. Neo from the Matrix, you know how to hack everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I just, you know, all I need is a password or, like. A film that Archer needs to watch. If you want to talk about it, it's horribly dated, but it kind of shows, it encapsulates my generation leading to the next one. Hackers. That is not your generation. I was on the high end of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you're trying to grasp straws there. Like you're that's not your generation. And Angelina Jolie in it as a as a high school student. That, that's that's and, not your generation. But in which yeah, way? You didn't have computers when you were young. Uh when I was fifteen, we got my school in England, we got an IBM. Uh, the little green well, screen. You mean the one that took up the whole that's room? You mean the one that took up the whole room? That's ENIAC. <laughs> Uh. No, ours was the first tabletop. It was amazing. A little dinky green screen right there, and we played the original Star Trek game where it was the the grid of the dots, and you you beep beep beep. Yeah. You mean Pong? No, I remember. I remember when Pong came out. I remember life before video games and life after. But yeah, no, the Twitter thing. But watch hackers. I'm glad they followed up on that because Twitter that that was interesting to me how he's able to get all those high profile people. And I don't know if he fished like Biden and Obama. Did Obama get hacked too? Uh, no, Biden. No, Biden, Biden did. So I don't know if Biden got fished. No, the way like he basically just did a one for all because basically he uh, he said he he got admin access. Yeah, he, it wasn't he figured just, out how to get admin access. Yeah. but that doesn't give you access to like you can't control someone's account, can you? No, the way actually. The well, way, yeah. Now, yes, you can, and that's the thing. You, no one was supposed to know this. This guy exposed the fact that Twitter can actually. Enter an individual account and, and post on your be- post on but, your behalf. Because the thing is, he actually the only thing he had uh, the the whole like because it was it was three guys uh, with the seventeen year old was a mastermind and two others and so they what they did was they created a website that looked exactly like Twitter some, it yeah like, like Twitter. a like a Twitter lo- no not Twitter specifically but like the so- internal software within Twitter where employees would log in their information yeah and so from that website they instantly. You know, scrape the information through that phishing method, and um, basically, they had through uh, whatever tool that they got, they were able to reset the passwords for the accounts. So they they never got any passwords. Oh, for the they other chose accounts. the worst people then. Yeah, no, because and on top of that, like they they it, the the method that they did was so just well thought out that it even bypassed that two uh, two factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Because that code would just go straight to them instead of the yeah. person and all that. Archer, I have two quick questions. Uh, what does the blue... Everyone's talking about the blue hacker? check. <laughs> okay, I have three questions. No. Are you a hacker? What does the blue check mean? Everyone's going, these were blue check accounts, mm. and I have no idea what that means. Those I, are uh, yeah, verified accounts. So on Twitter, there's no real... Like, what does verified mean? It just means that you're like a person you're, of You're notice. above reproach. What I think... Basically, uh, well, from yeah. what so I doesn't this hack negate the whole concept of... Because... 
that means that no. Biden was verified. He doesn't uh, mean he's above pushing for bitcoins. What it is is when you, you can't trust what's on that too. account anymore. What's to stop the next Skippy, person? Skippy, so every major social media has some level of a, what you consider a blue check. So like on Facebook, for example, we had, if I wanted to, for Lone Star Community Radio, I go through extra loopholes mm-hmm. to provide information that this business is my business or our, you know, whatever. That way it's the official, it's the official Facebook page of XYZ. So like Skippy for President, mm-hmm. you could go on there and get a blue check. And they have a blue check. They they have it, but a lot of people don't notice it. So same thing with YouTube. YouTube won't give you like blue check status unless you have like ten thousand followers, yeah. I think, or uh, subscribers. So when you get ten thousand subscribers, you reach a different level, and you have to apply for it. Now on Twitter, all it is is people who have a celebrity like status or whatever kind of they want to make an individual account. They want people to know this is truly them because Twitter made it so easy to create thousands of accounts. Well, it's so kind of my point. So repo- that blue approach. check account saying this is really Joe Biden for yeah, a couple of hours had Bitcoin. That doesn't mean they're safe for accounts. But doesn't that negate the whole blue check? It's like it's worthless now because if someone can hack into it and well, I mean, you're, have you post whatever they want to post? At one point, when social, because like, especially younger generations, they can smell out. Like, you know, Joe Biden <laughs> and Hillary Clinton and, like, those politicians, there's very few politicians who I go, oh, that's them tweeting. Yeah. And, like, especially if they're not even using the right grammar or whatever. Well. <laughs> I mean, not even, like, the politicians, but my favorite meme about the whole ordeal was um, people were like, I knew it was fake from the moment that the tweet. Hey, Brett. That the tweets come. Oh, yeah. And Christine. I was reading Scott. Brett has it down, the the whole Twitter thing. That's basically what I was talking about. Good. Uh, no, go for yeah, it. But, um. Yeah, so the funniest thing that because these these tweets like everybody like for me even just seeing them I was like oh yeah it's fake because oh it's obviously it's, fake you, but you, people you still guys, click but, um, on it because it came from you, Joe you, Biden's yeah, blue check thing, account. Oh, you guys didn't get the Bitcoin? <laughs> no, no, but uh, <laughs> no the, coin the shortage. The reason why it was so obviously fake though was the meme was saying was because uh, it was from the Jeff Bezos one, and they said, "Yeah, the second I read, I want to give back to my community." I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was a lie, right? Yeah, majority of those people, you're like, these guys are kicking me. Yeah. Uh, but no, what's what's sad about the whole thing is they had an opportunity to really create a good joke, and they just didn't. They did a Bitcoin thing. No, you should be glad it was this. Yeah, I was about to say this could have been, you know, the bombs are on their way. It could have been great. It could have been. Well, I like. Or chaos. it could have been like some okay, like so foreign like, operative. Well, it'd be hilarious thing. if you have Joe Biden's account and be like, Donald Trump was right. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting out of the race. Like, imagine the cr- the crazy storm I'm, that would. I'm happen. sniffing little boys at a pageant like, right now. Well, yeah, and then you go on Donald Trump's and say like, I really did grab her, and here's a picture. You know, like whatever. <laughs> And I mean, ah, but it, Trump's account wasn't hacked. Well, no, but I, you well, know, you I, could, it's not I like know. you could have. And they, they probably did try to. It's just that, like Trump's mm-hmm. Twitter account specifically has extra protections. That, uh, that's probably because he's the president. Yeah, oh, he got he got the real blue check. <laughs> he saying, got, he wait, got red, the, white, and blue. Hold check. on, this, this tweet is way too put together gram- grammatically. <laughs> yeah. This can't this can't be real. See, I'm the first one to make fun of Trump's communication thought. skills. But yeah, that's the only sad thing I felt about that. I was like, there's some opportunity to have some real fun. With well, that. yeah, real fun or some real. I mean, but it shows if there was that relatively easy. Real fun. Think about it. Think then, about the fun you can have with all those celebrity. 
So I, mean, I just don't know about what these blue. Everyone was going, but this is a blue check account. I had no idea what that meant. But it, uh, to me, it kind of feels like it kind of negates the whole purpose of a blue check now. You, well, you I, can't trust what's on. Well, that no, because the whole I mean, well, the whole purpose of a blue check account on Twitter is anyone I could create an account and call myself Doctor Evil, or I could create an account and call myself Sean K Thompson, mm-hmm. and and you can create thirteen versions of that, mm-hmm. and you have no idea which one's the real Sean K Thompson. But the blue check says that this but, is me, and everything I say is a, real. Here's the thing, no, you're, this isn't the you, not real, but it could be. This is came from, from me. This is from yeah. the uh, handler of Sean K Thompson. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, that so why are you having Bitcoin thing. Because the Bitcoin wasn't from Joe Biden Maybe or his hands. We don't know. Well, the thing is, he seems though, like the kind that, of that randomly spouts <laughs> stuff out. I mean, he does. I mean, think about it. This isn't the first time that blue, like, verified accounts have been hacked on Twitter, though. Like, it's mm-hmm. happened before. It's just like, uh, oh, well, you know, like. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're paying extra or it's a badge of honor, it's just, it's I'd say get rid of you're it. You're not paying extra. Well, good. Well, if it's this badge of honor saying, I'm, 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 the, of I'm honor. the authentic account, but I can still get hacked along with the non authentic accounts. What's the point? I, it's not it's that just, big a deal for me. I just don't know yeah, what the heck like it is. Sounds, sounds, like, like, sounds like you're sticking the mud and you yeah. want to get me off your lawn or something. That's that, what well, I like do. I, I hope you know that people online exist, like, for the most part, not getting hacked. Oh, yeah, and yeah. This is the exception uh, to the rule. Exactly. Like, it's just, like, I mean, people do get hacked, but... And, of course, news. Yeah. As I'm the first to point out, there are literally 50,000 flights... Every day. Well, let me ask you this, Sean. No one reports on the planes like land on, safely. Sean, when you're on Facebook, how do you know that's the real person that you're talking to? Like, yeah, I know you get invites on Facebook all the time. How do you know that's really your <laughs> your your theater buddy? I'll I'll look at mutual friends. I'll look at their but previous. But that could be posts. totally made I'll up. Their, and I'll look at their previous posts. Totally made up. How? I, that doesn't make any sense. How can you make up mutual friends? Very easy. Yeah. I mean, you just find out who you're following. But also, I need to know yeah. who they are. But I, even though I have a lot of friends on Facebook, I know every single one of them. And I believe me, I get I get uh, 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 invitations every day. So-and-so wants you wanna, to... You want a catfish show? <laughs> go, oh, go for it. I actually watched did. a couple of episodes of Catfish just to see what it was about. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I don't see yeah. why. The, I mean, the blue check's a blue check, man. I don't. I guess it's not that big a deal, but just a lot of people are going, "Well, it's a blue check account," and I had no idea what oh, it meant. Yeah. That's because people. So hearing this, pe- I'm thinking, people just get rid of it. I it think, doesn't matter. I think people gravitate when they are saying this is outrageous because a blue check account said this. Yeah, that's no, kind of I, kind I, of. I think what the my issue, point. I think what the issue is on that is you you talk about policing the internet and people need to have a guideline of like you know if you have a blue check to me that means you're a verified account and that also means that twitter went through and vetted you in a sense like it could just be oh he gave me a phone number and you know he's good well but then everybody should have a, well every real person should have a blue check account well that's well, I could that, have one well that's the difference between twitter and facebook <clears throat> so twitter they like you could just use any email, anything, but Facebook now does that too. Back in the day, you couldn't. You had to have a certain. You had to be confirmed, and then you had to be from a college, and you had to use and the, yes to go on the Facebook. Yeah, so like there was, it was a kind of an like the the ground rules were there was an understanding, the playing field. You knew that you knew what was going on, but like in today's social media, you can just create whatever. Mm-hmm. Now the the blue check, I think what that became that came like a, a status symbol. Yeah, between the elites, and and we need to take them down, and we need to get their Bitcoin. And uh, but again, those those hacker kids, national Bitcoin shortage. Those hacker kids missed a great opportunity, man. Like you could have, and that's one thing that that's that's one thing I'm disappointed with today. uh, This 
This election. You got no ambition, you little kids. This, this election. We hit the moon. Where did so you go? There's so many opportunities to make fun of what's going on, and I have not seen anything great yet. Like I have. i Well, that's because like, where are you looking? Nobody does a practical joke like we did back in the day. That's like, it, well, well, because <laughs> Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, like it was, it was hilarious. But now, because who was it? I was talking to my buddy, and they they said we shouldn't be making fun of Joe Biden because he might he like because they believed that he actually like was dementia and i was like well at one point i guess it is kind of sad but no one's like confirmed it yet so you mm-hmm. can make fun of it all you want right and then all of a sudden it's like no he really has it this is sad why are you picking on this old man oh i'm not making fun of joe biden's dementia i'm making fun of the fact that he's still being propped up as a viable why are you anti-dementia candidate? people dude can't dementia people be yeah we president? got two of them running for president right yeah now. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't call Trump to me. I think he's just insane. Really? Like, I, I think he's okay. just, he takes pills to not no, be insane. Trump is a bloviating not, narcissist, but he's he's in full range of his faculties. Man, I, I mean, no, I no, car, I don't think he's TV, full. Well, that camera. But that's what the example he was asked. What's an example of your cognitive test? And he said they asked me questions like man, woman, dog, and then twenty minutes later they asked me to repeat it. So he did it. Biden has said, no, just, I take him every day. And then two weeks later, he said, I've not, come on, man, I don't take him. Are you a junkie? You, yeah, you know, no, so he, he can't even remember if he took it or well, not. I, what they remind me, of, what those two people remind me of is they're definitely showing their age in a sense of like, at one point, they stopped learning. Like they stopped <laughs> trying to adapt to the world today. It's like, I'm going to continue being this person from 80, 30 years ago. And that's just the way it's going to be. Well, Trump stopped at Twitter. I, I mean, mean well, seriously. I yeah. mean, Trump's been highly wealthy for x amount of years so he's definitely way above my normal expectations of life mm-hmm. and he's going to be living a certain way and i i i mean that's you can't say that's not true for a lot of people who had live in different cat like class systems mm-hmm. and when it comes to wealth i agree and, and, and biden's even, the same way he's been a politician for forever so 50 he, years he has no idea how to what what really goes on with people there's no way that guy does like I think if you listen to the words he says, it's almost like he's applying the same language and attitude people applied in like the late seventies if you're old. Then like, that's where the dementia is coming in. Yeah, like when he, that kind of language, you're like, dude, oh, he's stuck. Sure. Well, I've he's been saying here. here's my deal with Biden though, is that he's stuck. Like, it's if he gets elected, it's gonna be a Jimmy Carter presidency and Well, he I won't think, be president for long. Basically we're voting for his vice president, which is why we still don't know who it is. Well, yeah, but like, still, it's just like, because be I, I feel like, just given how like this, like the it can't the current... be Barack, but it could be Michelle. But no, I'm sorry, it should just... be a robot. Or yeah, robot, a I think you said robot. Obama. Yeah, but it, like, just given the current like how Congress is and whatnot, I don't think a lot's gonna like if he gets elected, not a yeah, lot's gonna no be one. done. Yeah. But it's gonna be like the reprieve that I think we need. God, I think Trump should go on four more years and just create more chaos. I think it'd be great. I like it. This will be definitely interesting to see. Um, no, I've been kind of, anyone who will listen, been saying in Dementia Veritas, which is a variation of In Vino Veritas, which means when you're drunk, you tell the truth. I believe Joe Biden's essence, the one who opposed busing and school integration, He's still who that called person. you know the most civil members of the Senate were two segregationists, who, you know, you ain't black, blacks don't have independent thought, so forth and so on. I think this is what the dementia is bringing out, which concerns me, that he's still being trotted out as, as Pelosi said, he's a fresh voice. He's been in, in the Senate no. for 50 years, yeah. and he's saying, you know, in, in so many years, black women haven't had a single break. And it's like, but you were vice president for eight of those years. 
second only to a black man. How come you, if you didn't fix it then, how can you hope to that fix it now? That was on his plate at the time. What can, yeah, what can a president, a vice president do? Oh, they can do a lot. They can do a lot. How how much do people hate Dick Cheney? Well, okay, it's Dick Cheney. Hate, how much do people varies hate? between? He, he clearly wanted to do something, and no. he did it. Well, I mean, it's like I mean, if you have a puppet, might not be a good thing, but I mean, he wanted to do it. He hey, we should be supporting that kind of mentality. He stuck to it, <laughs> and he achieved his goals. And uh, there you mm-hmm. go, American success story, Dick Cheney. That should be the new. No, but one thing, and, and it's, I was going to ask you this, but Brett's kind of backing him up when you say it'd be a Carter presidency. So both like Brett and That's I live the Carter presidency. What do you mean in that context? She's old. Yeah. So, and yeah. Do they have computers I'm not, with Carter? Yeah, I, I guess it was. So yes, what, I'm not, not saying it's going to be like one-to-one type comparison, but by that fact, I just mean that it's not like, it's not going to be like a radical, like, FDR type presidency where you know like you know like these uh, well, FDR social was, changes coming. Well, FDR across. was facing like a huge issue. Uh, is the like the pandemic not one? Nah, I don't. I, no, I think it's. it's I think I know it's not the, the pandemic's same. gonna mis- mystically the effects of the pandemic are gonna yeah, mystically disappear. Well, not friend. We'll see. But when, when I'm talking about the Carter presidency, I just mean one that like not you know just not not one that's so radical and. Because I'm not, I'm not, I don't say that to say that like nothing happened, but you know, it wasn't as boisterous of one. Well, not in that context. Now, you know, now that's, I was like overseas. Ninety percent of all presidents, like. Not the, but, but here's the thing with Carter. Now, now Brett was homebound we've had on this one. Forty-five presidents. I bet anyone, the most average person, can probably name ten to twelve. And then after that, you have no idea what who what they well, did. Well, you start asking who was a Democrat, who's a Republican, and that's where it really gets fun. But I see, I was overseas during the Carter presidency, but I, we but heard you, about it so through the stripes. Really but but Brett was, but so I lived it. Could you be a sleeper cell? No, you couldn't be a spy. You might be. Well, there's a spy and there's sleeper cell. There's two different animals. Oh, really? I can't be a What's sleeper cell. What's the difference? Sleeper cells are. Bad. They don't know they are. <laughs> well, no, sleep, sleepers know what they are. They just they hang out till they're activated. They're, they're a, a sleeper is a long term agent. Basically, you spend years or decades getting them in a position where oh. one day they can do something. So, like Donald for you. Trump. <laughs> we we <laughs> thought that we actually yeah. we thought Donald Trump was a Democrat and, we know and it. That was so funny. We know just, it. We know it for sure. You do. Yeah. Awesome. But so the Carter presidency, unfortunately, domestically, that's where we had the, 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 the inflation, the gas prices. And that directly led, of course, to Reagan's inauguration, mm-hmm. um, where it's no accident at all that after 444 days, the Iranian hostages, the American personnel from the Iranian, American embassy in Iran, were released on Reagan's inauguration mm-hmm. day because there were back room dealings where he said, Reagan basically said, release them or we turn your entire country into one big class parking lot and they, he was believed and when Reagan was the same one said Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall and the Iron Curtain fell and the Berlin Wall came down so you know we needed with four years of Carter unfortunately there were domestic issues and foreign policy issues and I don't think he was qualified he's a wonderful man absolutely mm-hmm. he needs to be in charge of every uh, philanthropic organization known to mankind. He's an Oz. His heart's in the right place. Still building houses, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. still doing Habitat for Humanity. So, you know, I can separate his presidency 
there was not a lot of forward momentum. There was a lot of regression when it comes to like the gas lines, you know, the rationing, mm-hmm. the domestic issues, the inflation, and then overseas. That was the first instance where other countries looked at us and said, "Boy, you suck." You, you know, you're you're we not not in the sense that we hate you, but it's like we could take you. And I felt the same way with Obama doing kind of the apology tour to all these different nations, saying we're sorry that you know we policed, you know, took on the the role of world police. It's like we are the big boy on the block. We have to well, the foreign aid we give out. No one comes close to us. The amount of drone kills that that were under Obama's presidency that kind of clashes with that whole. Well, yeah, and that also idea. clashes with his uh, Nobel Peace Prize too. Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, here's the thing: I'm I'm all for drone strikes as long as they're targeted. And yeah, they as have long proper as it's not intel. Like, you know, children. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather send in a drone than, than the you know first recon. Oh, but, I don't know anything about that stuff, so I can't really. I mean, but, but yeah, like I know the the specifics of what the Car- Carter presidency were, and of course I you know. Uh, but I get what you were saying. It wasn't yeah, like just, bold was, new thing. Yeah, yeah, it was because like because for me as, as somebody who'd be like. Like you know, in, but, a, in an ideal world, I'd be voting for Joe well, Jorgensen because that's who I most closely like align with. But I just know, you know, at a national level, I mean, I mean, and all jokes aside, I hope she's feeling better. She got bitten by a bat, and that that's not good. She's she, around here, I think. Last weekend, she's the, you know, she's under rabies treatments now, so I'm not laughing when I say yeah. I I really feel well, the for unfortunate Joe. Unfortunate thing with today, especially with the way our politics has been going on for 300 whatever years we've been around. 200. Uh, 200. <laughs> we're almost 300. Uh, yeah. The is the yeah, it's another 60 years to what? go. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna be around probably. You're probably, yeah, not, oh, I'll so be you shut your mouth. I'll, yeah. I'll be haunting your dreams still, though. So. But uh, but I think what the sad thing with today is, is there's not a lot of uh, I would say courage or commitment to voting. Like, you really do believe who in who you're voting for. Because well, yeah. well think about like with civil rights, uh, all the fights to give well, everybody like, the vote, you know, blacks and women and everything, but yet they're not voting. Well, that's what I was saying. Like you get, you do run into the people who go like Donald Trump all the way. I have a hat, I got a flag, I got whatever. You know, I'm like I'm committed. And then you have the other side too, but it, it's just kind of like there's not that many people. And I don't know if that's more of like a communist kind of thing because I'm used to watching when you're watching, you know, hi- history with nationalism stuff it's like everyone's coming out with the flag and things like that yeah. which is really cool but you know i think there's something in the middle and i just want to say something real mm-hmm. quick with i think with our nation if we're not moving forward and aggressively we are moving backwards again same thing with carter he was the one that the shaw of iran was in place and carter i think sent his secretary of state over who came back and said listen that guy's a putz but i found this great religious leader who'll become a great ally. His name is the Ayatollah Khomeini. The Carter administration oversaw the the deposing of the Shah of Iran and instilled the Ayatollah, who then turned around and started the Iranian. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's like... So, unfortunately, that was... I think he was in over his head. Mm -hmm. Why Uh, are you still on this? Why are we got ten minutes left and you're still going on about this Carter thing? Like, because, who cares? Because he's saying Joe Biden could be the new Carter, where maybe we're not pushing forward so much. My, well, what, I, my what response is there's an inherent danger what, to that. What, huh, but if we're not moving forward, we we move backwards. Oh well, that's. I mean, the, what's important is what, what did Carter do? I don't even know what you're talking about. What did he do? It's not like he didn't do anything. 
I mean, that's, I mean, well, Brett here is saying that he, oh, but he, he federalized he... the U.S. Post Office, oversaw the greatest peacetime inflation that wasn't preceded by the war. He oversaw actions that led to the Iran Revolution. But at the same time, it's just like, did that, like, I don't like how directly did any of those things affect you at the time? Gas rationing every no, yeah, day. Gas we rationing, we yeah. effectively had bread lines in America. So then what was so different about communist? That's the whole point. <laughs> no. How can we well, that say? Was happening before how can now. we say communism is bad when we had our own bread lines going on and gas lines? It's that's not what America is. We're not a nation of bread lines. Or are we? No, we're not. Oh, are we? No, we're not. We don't really know. Yes, we do. I, mean, I imagine there's a bread line, like one bread line here. Yeah, I imagine. Well, yeah, you, you have wait. you have three hundred million people wait, wait, in the country. The, what is the Montgomery County Food Bank? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Is that's that not that, considered a bread line? Like, I, I feel America isn't as, as socialized as people give credit for. The police department, that's a social... Okay, a well, so, now there's a difference between policy. a social program and yeah. a socialist government. I'm yeah. not saying it's a socialist government, but there's a lot of socialist policies. Like, so, if you wanna, But if, they're not uniquely socialist. Capitalism well, is based on the best outcome for its citizenry to, to increase profit. When, In other words, people need to be Governed. They, need to, they need to be fed, they need to be housed, and they need to be uh, able to work in order for capital. So you provide services to enable them to be, be fed and housed and work. Then that would be true capitalism. Because I'm, I'm talking like... What like, is I'm true talking, capitalism? To me, it's like... Oh, capitalism. great, guys. we got like nine minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like... Well, well, I mean, yeah, we could go down this rabbit hole. Well, no, because the only thing that... I mean, the, that is a good discussion because I think it's also something all three of us don't truly know the specifics when it comes to programs like that because you always try to follow the money and then you also have to figure out what it was originally instated with the community because there are certain rules that are created that like certain communities use their funds or you know have a fire department have a volunteer fire department like you don't really know i don't really know what the system is here i have no idea and i know it's here and I know it's not controlled by the federal government. Well, I know it's controlled by the local government mm -hmm. when it comes to the police force and stuff like that. So to me, when you talk about socialist programs, to me that's not a socialist program because it's not mandated by the like the higher government. It's mandated by the well. One of our three branches of government is the judicial. Uh, sorry, sorry. The uh, yeah, the judicial branch, which but is we'll law and order, which means we'll, here's we'll a, figure that out one day. And here's the thing, though. But like, capitalism is not a Directly, like a government, like that's not a yeah, political it's, party. It's a socioeconomic thing. Because yeah. you're absolutely like right. Brett brought up that police departments are literally the pinnacle of government, which is true. But is capitalism a government? No, it's a it's an economic. No, thing. but it so, enables it. So yeah, but it, it's like the truest form of capitalism. You would make the police department privatized because you know it's up to the free market. The the a better uh, well, that's a what private. We're that's what we're doing now. That's why people are. Charge well, in the streets, man. They wanna, they wanna, you know, yeah, make it better. You can have a socialist, uh, that's a why, social program yeah. that's not uniquely socialist. But it's here's not, the yeah, thing: neither uniquely. fascism nor communism can exist without socialism. Is that what Antifa is trying to do? Is they're trying to make sure the police For department me, no, is, just causing, is privatized? Antifa is just it's causing about, grief. It's all about the blending of it. Because no matter how purely capitalist you want to say America is, it's not because. You know, oh, I'm not you, saying we're purely capitalist. Exactly. It's, but if you want to in, interject a socialist government into it, that's where fascism comes. Capitalism plus not the, socialism equals hey, fascism. Sean, why are you so afraid of change? 
Yeah. <laughs> because my days are limited. Exactly. And you can you can ruin the planet after I'm gone. It's more about but quality y'all do that of life, for right? Us. <laughs> it's more about quality of life, not about okay. your beliefs. Anyhow, yeah, see, unfortunately, we're out of time. Are we turn- uh, you sure you got to leave us? You know, won't come back next week or later this week? No, I'm leaving. Well, I might be able to, I guess, come. Where are you day. going? You going to school? You actually yeah. going going there? Yeah, yeah, I'm moving in and all that. Well, that's cool. You know, we got five more minutes or whatever. So you're yeah. so the game plan they emailed you said, hey, we're gonna have in person school. Yeah, like most. Because I mean, another thing is it's not in. Do they not care about you? That's no, what that's no. what everyone's reasoning is like. They don't care about your kids. Uh, Are they charging you a lot more money? Is that no. kind of like what it is? Well, they're not like as far as like COVID and tuition. Nothing has changed. Like I, I've heard of some school in. It's the worst thing ever. But some schools are really out here charging more oh, to, yeah. go, to do online. And that is insane to me. But, no, like, all that's the same. Um, I mean, another thing is, like, it's in Indiana. We're going to Purdue. And so it's a small, like, lowercase state. And so, you know, those kind of – because even, like, I have friends who are – So lowercase states are allowed to do stuff? Is that, what, is that the reasoning? Is that, I'm just curious. Well, that, that's how it goes just globally. You know, like, once other countries started getting their cases down, they were yeah. able to open up and do stuff. Okay. But like, um, so all your classes are in person? Almost all. Only that's one of cool, them is man. online. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting because that—that was the only thing I was really nervous about for, especially for people going through education. It's like you're gonna be thrown around mm-hmm. like like you're in a dryer, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're gonna be not in person for the first week, and then it's yeah. like one class is like, well, we have to be in person. It's like, well, we can only have four people in the room, so you gotta go just around. Just say it's your a sca- peaceful protest against ignorance. Yeah, and I, well, I mean, like that's the only thing I was really, I was really worried about people going paying. You're paying money to to attend this to get educated to a higher whatever you want to call it, and then it's like, no, we don't really know how to do this efficiently. So I'm glad they're gonna do in person because I don't think there's enough time to change their curriculum to really make oh, yeah. it efficient. Because I mean, yeah, and that's a whole different topic altogether. I mean, yeah, I bet one day you could do it. We just need time to develop the program to be well, yeah. like. And it's the last just, several months, the wrong arguments have been pursued when it comes yeah. to education. I'm glad that's yeah. happening for you, man. Because like, even like I have friends here who are going to Texas schools, and like they're they're the ones that have majority online classes. Yeah, and like yeah, and so I, I think it's more just like a where you're where you are. Yeah, see, because no one's really talking about it. Like, every time I hear about it, it's because like everyone's freaking out because they're opening, but you don't sound concerned at all. Well, yeah, well, mostly it's because, like, I just have faith in, like, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not always. Because he's in cahoots with China. He yeah. knows. No, exactly. no. Well, I, mean, I, like, I never have, like, for me, it's always, like, if you do it right and you make an effort yeah, to reopen safely. That's because, like, because mm-hmm. with Purdue, they've been really, like, you know, everyone's going to have to wear a mask. I've already taken a COVID test. I'm negative, by the way. Uh, you Oof. know, I have to have that on file. Yeah. No, I just come But no, that, that, but, yeah, that helps. I have to have, you know, that on file before I go. I have to, I'm pretty sure I have to take another one when I'm there. Uh, you know, wear masks all the time. Uh, uh, like, for example, regular classrooms. You gonna brush not- your teeth? Because I feel not. like that's an excuse not to, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, at that point I can just gotta let myself go. Reflected back on. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, it's just, um, yeah, th- like, you know, well, like, that's why I, I feel like, because I've been like reading around and I've not seen much or anything at all to say anything about a second semester. <laughs> so it's a surprise. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's just oh, like it don't make any plans, just well, in case. Yeah, we'll see. You know, but wait, what? They got the yeah. first semester planned yeah, yeah. out, but there's not a word. You know, usually you have your whole school year planned out. Like here's oh classes wise, no, no, not classes wise, but like you know, because they have to come out with that you know the protect Purdue pledge or whatever. It's like here's our 
this is what we're doing first semester. This is how it's going to look like. You're going to go, you know, this, 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 that. But as far as what the second semester is going to look like, nothing. Like, I haven't. We're not even going to be here. Yeah, I know. That's the, like, my. Give us your money right now. Yeah, you have pay, to pay for the year front. in advance. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll <laughs> No, I mean, because I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that's going for you, man. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, you, yeah. your your Thanks. presence will be missed. But if you can make it on, I mean, on I Wednesday, I'm, I'm not gonna miss you, dude. Because this guy won't stop harping on stuff that you bring up, and it's and what's the worst <laughs> thing is he's gonna bring it up in like two weeks. Yeah, I'm like, I have I'm no idea. Here. I'm like, I don't know who you're yelling yeah, at, I man. Hold, I can I can hold on to that. I don't know who you're yelling. I, at. I, I actually, you know, Brett, I have, I have my own show. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to, uh, yeah, I record it. Yeah, he's gonna record his own show. Ar- Ar- awesome. Music party. Tell people about that because yeah. I'm sure people want to tune in. Oh yeah, it's Artie's Kooky Music Party. It comes on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow from nine to ten, a.m. or p.m. a.m. a.m. Um, yeah, and then I upload it everywhere else. But yeah, it's more of a music based show. I usually, um, you know, I interview my friends who are in bands and musicians and stuff. So it's one of those shows. It's an elitist. Be show. sure to yeah, very, put the link very, on our it's comments. A, it's an elitist show. Cool. Because he only interviews people who are his friends, and the only way to be his friends is to be in a cool band that he likes. <laughs> yeah, See what I'm talking much. about? Yeah. So, Brent, get yourself a bag, like some bagpipes or something. Yeah. And, uh, and then, <laughs> 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 well, we got hold, well, we, we hold my hold hold my Scottish or whatever whiskey. You play. I don't know. Like just no. Not how, so how is it not a meme that what's his name? The guy everyone hates, the uh, attorney bar. general. Attorney General Bar. Bar. Yeah, he plays the bagpipes. Yeah. How is that not a meme thing <laughs> yet? Like, I saw, a, like, a video of him playing, and I go, is he really playing, or is he just, like, pretending to play? Because that, that instrument, you, I can't single out. There's, like, ten of them playing. You can't really figure, oh, that guy on the left right there, he's not, I mean, like, he's failing. This is bad bagpiping. But, like, I, I don't know, but I was like, how is that not a thing when people are going, like, look at this. This is crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. But we got to close Could have been show. the accordion. Oh, there's some don't, don't fret. Don't fret. Uh, don't fret, Brett. I was replying all the uh, cool okay. bands in Conroe. Don't fret, Brett. Uh, but uh, fret. we got to be closing today's show. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Dick and Skippy. Cue up the music for me, man. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. We are recording a special interview with Galavant. Uh, did I say Galavant? Galavant. Galavant Coffee. It's a new coffee cart here in Conroe. Tonight, right? Uh, tonight. Uh, we're going to be recording it, and we're going to be playing it back on Wednesday. We're going to be posting more information about that. He is open, so just look up Galavant Coffee Conroe. Uh, he has an Instagram, uh, and then he also has social media like Facebook, and it tells you where he's located. I think it's all like coffee. I want to say like all types. Of, I don't only know black. We're coffee. gonna That's find out. Coffee. It's gonna be really fascinating then, to check out this guy. So yeah, I'm excited. I saw mm-hmm. pictures of the cart. It looks really cool. Uh, I know he was having trouble getting to be in downtown, downtown by the courthouse because of permits. And yeah, stuff. There, there's uh, hoops to be jumped through, but I'm sure he'll prevail. But I'm excited about talking about that. And then uh, Friday, we don't have a guest yet, so we're going to be lining that up soon. We'll tell you about that. So if you want to be a guest or whatever, reach out to us. we got dickandskippy at gmail.com. That's dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, Artie, take us out, man. Thank you. Yep.